0: John chapter 14, verse 16. You know, when you want to group um, what the Bible teaches on the Holy Spirit, you can group them in two ways, which is, for instance, the Holy Spirit on Jesus and Jesus on the Holy Spirit. In other words, the works of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus, for instance, or his activities generally, and what Jesus himself thought about the Holy Spirit. What he said about the Holy Spirit. So in John chapter 14, now, this morning's teaching is a teaching. Alright? A teaching is different from a preaching. If I want to do a preaching, preaching is to exalt you. Is to exalt you, is to motivate you, is to excite you, is to move you. But a teaching is to help you gain understanding. Is to help you gain understanding. It's to help you acquire knowledge that you can apply in your life. So the 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 two approaches often time slightly different. What are different? When I'm preaching, you see me um, use a lot of illustrations, a lot of examples, a lot of um, um, windows, call windows, things that can help you see more, you know, but in teaching, you see me more referencing the word of God. I'll reference more scriptures. I will explain more, alright? I will explain more. My illustration will be to enforce what I'm teaching, because teaching is a discourse, Alright? So it's an instruction that is aimed at giving you knowledge, empowering you with knowledge. So oftentimes, if you're not careful, when you are getting taught sometimes, you may feel that it's boring. You may feel that it's not exciting. No, it's knowledge. It's knowledge that has been transmitted to you. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will reveal himself to you as I teach his word this morning in the name of Jesus. Those of you who are joining online, I also want to welcome you. Um, I acknowledge all our online audience. I also believe that you are there. And um, I trust that the Lord is also there with you by His presence. So I want you to make sure that wherever you are, you sanctify that environment by giving reverence to this moment so that you can write notes, you can take notes, you can do the needful properly. Okay. God bless you all. Now, John chapter 14, verse 16. John chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever. He may stay with you forever. He may dwell with you forever. He may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with what? With you, and shall be what? In you. Verse 18. I will not leave you comfortless. Another translation says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Do you hear what just Jesus said? So even though he was going to the cross, he was going to die, he knows that he was going to ascend, he said, I'm still going to come back to you. How did he come back to us? Through the Holy Spirit. Last week I explained to you from the book of 1 John when I said, where is God? We know that God is in heaven, right? And where is Jesus? Jesus is also where? In heaven. heaven. Right. But you see, the Holy Spirit, like the mobile phone, is the one that bridges heaven on earth. When you have the Spirit of God in you, you have God. You have Jesus. And that is why when you say, oh, Father, you know he's hearing you because the Spirit of God is like that phone in your hand. When you dial it and the other person picks, there is no more distance between you and the person. You can even do FaceTime or video call or WhatsApp video and the rest of the thing. And you are seeing the person, even though the person is far away. It's like the person is just there in your room because of the mobile device. That's what the Spirit of God does for us. The Holy Spirit brings the reality of God to us. He brings the reality of Jesus to us. He is the one that makes Jesus real to us. So like that mobile phone, you see, when, 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 you, when you call, and you say, hey, Jesus baby, how are you? you? Say, hello sir. You know, there is no distance anymore, right? You can hear. The Holy Spirit makes you hear Jesus more. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, I will come to you. Hallelujah. So the first heading now is Who is the Holy Spirit? I'm going to recap. Who is the Holy Spirit? Is, or the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. Is the third person of the Godhead. Is the third person of the Godhead. Matthew 28. Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right? is the third person of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is distinct from the Father and the Son, and yet the three are one. That's the mysteries of God. You see, like I told you, that those who have challenged, comprehending the message of Trinity... Is simply because they cannot, um, they want a God that they can explain away. They want to, you know, explain everything away. But even the universe, human beings, it took us time to be able to know that we can use the sun for electricity. It took a long time. Until today, some of the things they taught us in school about the planets are changing. They are discovering new planets all the time. They are discovering new galaxies all the time. Now, if after several thousands of years, or according to science, that says the world is millions of years away or old, after millions of years, we are still yet to uh, we are still to to fully discover the works of God. (laughs) Watch you. The works of God Himself, we have still not unraveled it. There are things in the sea that they are still discovering. There are creatures that human beings are still discovering. The works of God. After millions of years, we have not fully unraveled it. We cannot boldly say as human beings that we know everything on earth. We know everything that is in the sea. We know everything in our galaxy. How much more the one who made it all. Now, how much more the one who made it all? How much more the creator? If you believe that all these were not products of accident, but was created by someone called God, a person called God, that if you are not able to unravel what he has created fully, then God himself is still a mystery. We cannot know everything about God. He's almighty. He's almighty. So when you look at the the doctrine of the Trinity, that God the Father is God. God the Son is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. And yet, they are distinct, but they are one. My God. Even you yourself, you have a soul. You live in a body. You have a spirit. Your spirit lives in this body. You cannot see your spirit. But even you yourself know that there is more to your life than this, because when you sleep, how come a lot of things you still see yourself moving around? You see yourself doing things, you see yourself interacting with people you know. If all that there is is this flesh, then you yourself know that there we are not all that there is there is not much to our life, but you know that there is more to life than this. Hallelujah, somebody. So they are distinct. First John chapter 5, verse 7 says, For there are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Luke 3 21 shows the three persons. Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus, number one, also being baptized and praying. The heaven was open, verse 22, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape, the Holy Ghost number two, like a dove upon, I'm going to explain all those symbols like a dove, what it represents, and a voice from heaven which said, thou art my beloved son. So the Holy Ghost came, Jesus was mentioned, and the Father was also mentioned, thou art my beloved son. Indeed, I am well pleased. So the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead, is distinct from the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Number two, the Holy Spirit possesses all the attributes of God. The Holy Spirit possesses all or possesses all the attributes of God. All the attributes of God. Number one, omniscience. God is omniscient. Omniscient omniscience omni means multi now John 14 verse 26 says but the Comforter which is the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name Jesus we teach you all things omniscience means all-knowing all-seeing all wise when I say someone is omniscient it means he knows everything He sees everything. He has all wisdom. That's what omniscient means. He knows all. He sees all. Nothing is hidden from him. He's all wise, all knowing, all seeing. So he will teach you all things. If he's going to teach you all things, it's because he knows all things. He's all wise. The Holy Spirit knows all things. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 says, But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11 says, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Say so with me, it's all-knowing. Say with me is all seen. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13 to 14. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13 to 14 says, Who had directed the Spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, had taught him. With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding. Say, so who is the one that taught the Lord what he knows? Who, is, who can boast I am the teacher of the Holy Spirit? No. So, he is he all, all, full of all wisdom. He sees all and he knows all. Uh, the other attribute of God that we know, there are three major attributes of God, is omnipresence. We've talked about omnipresence. we talk about omnipresence. Omnipresence means he's present everywhere. God is present everywhere. Psalm 139, verse 7 to 10 says, Whither shall I go from from thy spirit? Do you see there? Where shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? Continue with me. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. Your spirit is there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Verse 9. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea. What did he say about that in verse 10? Verse 10. Verse 10. I think you did. Even there, thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Remember that when Job was cast into the, uh, into the sea and the whale swallowed him up and the whale was in the sea. Right there under the water, Jonah still prayed and God heard him. He's everywhere. Now, you see, let me explain something to you that I, 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 I want to throw more light. When we say omnipresent, this is where you should understand the, word, the difference between when they say Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit. I want to explain that to you. You see, if you go and check, of course, King James uses the word Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. But other translation uses the word Holy Spirit. Yes, it's talking about the same person, but you see there is slight difference. That, that the meaning of those two words, name or identity of the Holy Spirit, is communicated. If you check in your English language or dictionary, when you see, go and investigate the word ghost, ghost actually communicates a spiritual being. Any spiritual being, being, in you know other words, that has a presence. So, is it, when, when in, in, in English language, there's a ghost here. It means there is a spiritual being here right now. We cannot see it, but we know that there's a spiritual being here. So, Holy Ghost, that means only spiritual being that is different from all other spiritual being. But that means there are several spiritual beings. But when we say Holy Ghost, it means this is, is, is a spirit, but it is a spiritual being that is different from every other spiritual being. But if you check the word spirit, the word spirit is not necessarily a ghost, it is from the Latin word spiritus, which means breath which means breath. He's not a spiritual being that is being referred to. In Latin, when it says spiritus, they are referring to wind. They are referring to breath. So you see, those translators that uses Holy Spirit, they directly took both the Hebrew and the Greek meaning, because in the, in the Hebrew, the word for spirit is ruach, ruach, which is wind, breath. And in the, in the Greek also, Neuma, it also refers to wind. So in the Septuagint, the translation of the Hebrew to Greek, what they have done is to take the same word for spirit in the Hebrew and the, 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 the Greek also has their own word for it, wind. So when they translate it as Holy Spirit, what they are referring to is the actual greek word so in the in the you must know you know in latin there is something called usus loquendi when we say usus loquendi it means what the word means at that particular time in history that is being used so you know the word when i say for instance now when we say the word for instance the usus or in our time is that it means different things like expression or different expression, all right? But maybe another generation can come and say, when you say bugai, it means sitting down. Even though it's the same word, it means something, it may mean different thing in different generation. So when the Latin says usus loquendi, it means what does the word mean in that generation or that period of time that is being used? So when you say only spirit, what you are actually saying. Yes, you can say Holy Ghost, of course, is Holy Spirit. It's different from everyone. It's a distinct spirit. All right. But when I say Holy Spirit, all right, I am actually understanding what I'm saying. That is like the wind is present everywhere. So when I'm using the word Spirit, unlike saying spirit, um, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost is a spiritual being. But you see, not all spiritual beings are present everywhere. Do you understand the difference? Not all spiritual beings are present everywhere. But when I say Holy Spirit, I am actually referring to the omnipresent Spirit of God. That is present like the wind. The wind in Nigeria is the same wind in America. It's the same wind in Russia. It's the same wind in Mali. It's, there is no border for the wind. It's one wind that covers all the universe. Yet, you see that the wind may be blowing at a particular speed here, but not blowing at a particular speed somewhere else. The wind may be moving fast in our, in our area here in Lagos, but somewhere in America, it, the wind may be still, but it's still the same wind. It's not a different wind. Do you understand? So when I say the Holy Spirit, I'm referring to the omnipresent Spirit of God. Recognizing that He's the one that rules the universe. He's everywhere. Yet He's distinct, walking differently in our life. No, you can take the wind right now and blow the wind. <sighs> but me, I can internalize the, the same wind. <sighs> Somebody else can use the wind to be doing something. But it's the same wind doing different things at the same time, being used for different purposes, and it's still the same wind. Do you understand? Put your head together for Jesus. Because I really need you to understand the difference between the two. So, but you, of course, it does not mean you can't say it's the Holy Ghost, but you will un, you understand what you are saying when you are saying the two. Are, are you with me? The other one... He is, he is eternal. He can never die. He is eternal. The spirit of God is eternal. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. Hebrews 9 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who to the eternal spirit, is referred to as the eternal spirit, who to the eternal spirit, offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead water. To serve the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. So he, because of the fact that the Holy Spirit has all the attributes of God, that is why the Holy Spirit is also God. The Holy Spirit is God. Because you see, He has all the attributes of God. That is why we can say we worship you, Holy Spirit. That is why we say we reverence You Holy Spirit. Because He is God. He is not a lesser God. Every part of God is God. That's why we can sing to Him, I love you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I love you, Holy Spirit. Every word you can use for God, all right, in adoration, in honor of God, you can use it for the Holy Spirit. You can use it. Holy Spirit, I love you. Holy Spirit, I adore you. Precious Holy Spirit, I know you are here. Hallelujah. Now, we don't pray to the Holy Spirit. That's still a mystery. We pray to God through Jesus Christ and by the Holy Ghost. Are you with me is somebody with me we pray to the father through the name of Jesus Christ and by the help of the Holy Spirit is somebody there number two today is let's prove about what is the personality proof how do we say that the Holy Spirit is a person is not a thing the Holy Spirit is a person not a thing all right so I'm talking now the ending now is the personality proof of the Holy Spirit Number one, the Holy Spirit is not an influence or a power, but can influence and is powerful. The Holy Spirit is not an influence, is not a power, but it can influence and is what? Powerful. So don't think that the Holy Spirit is just a power. This is where people like Jehovah Witness, you hear? Um, the Mormons, they say that the Holy Spirit is just like an electric power. Right? It's just a like power. So it's not that they don't acknowledge him, but what they say, in their in, they believe that he's just a power. He's, just, he's, he's a force. The Holy Spirit is a force. It, no, he's not a static force. All right? He's a person. Even though he has power, he's all-powerful, he's a person. He's not a force, but he has force. Are you with me? Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is what? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Bible students, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is what? Come upon you. So the Holy Spirit is the one that is producing the power. The power is not just there. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. With the Holy Ghost, then you see, I'm with power. The Holy Spirit is the producer of power. Amen. Amen. Number two on there, one, that one is not water, fire, wind, or a dove. The Holy Spirit is not water, it's not fire, it's not wind. Or a dove, although they express different aspects of his personality. The Holy Spirit is not power, no, it's not fire, it's not water, it's not wind, or a dove, though they express what different aspect of his personality. Now, I have seen people use the dove. And some refer to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Dove. Now, where they got this from is Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22, when the Bible says, And the Spirit of the Lord descended on him like a dove. Now, most fire, when you see the word fire being used, it shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Alright? Or when Jesus in John 7 said, does any man test I think verse 35 let it come to me for out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water then the Bible said this spake he of the Holy Ghost whom they shall receive now these are all symbols that I use to express different personality of the Holy Spirit depending on what as personality of the Holy Spirit the word of God intends to communicate to you at that time. For instance, let's look at Luke chapter 3. Why, was the, why did the Holy Spirit use the dove? The symbol of the dove. Why did it come like a dove? Even though it's not a dove. Because you need to know that in Leviticus chapter 12, the dove is for a sin offering. So remember that in John chapter 1, John the Baptist called Jesus the lamp of God that taketh away what? The sin of the world. Now, if Jesus was only referred to as a lamp of God that taketh away the sin of the world, there's a problem. Why is there a problem? Because in the the law, lambs were brought as a sin offering. But in Leviticus chapter 12, you realize that not everybody can afford to bring a lamb to offer as a sacrifice for their sin. So, in place of the poor that cannot afford to buy a lamb or a ram to sacrifice, in Leviticus 12, God then said that those who cannot afford a lamb because they are poor, they can bring a dove, a pigeon, a turtle dove, in place of. The lamb that was supposed Leviticus 12 8 you can find it there Leviticus 12 8 so there's a bring a dove in other words you are too poor but you want to make a sacrifice for your sin you cannot afford a lamb bring the dove it will have the same is acceptability before God just as though you have sacrificed a lamb and remember what Jesus said The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For you have anointed me to preach the gospel to who? To the poor. So in other words, if the lamp was the only symbol or personality that was expressed of Jesus, rich people can say that Jesus died for the rich. But we are all poor before God. So when the Holy Ghost came like a dove, he was saying that this is the sacrifice for sin. It was, God was showing the world at that moment that this is the, this, this person is going to be the sacrifice that is going to take away the sin of the world for both the rich and the poor. It is a perfect sacrifice. That is why on, in Luke 3, God chooses the symbol of dove to, to express the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a sacrifice that is going to be offered for the sin of the world by the Holy Spirit. Boy, he's not a dove. Are you understand me when he uses the the fire for instance fire purifies fire consumes sacrifice in fact it, it, it is forbidden for you to go and light a strange fire too so in the in the temple you know in Luke chapter, uh, Leviticus chapter 3 it said the fire shall always be on the altar it shall never go out so in other words you cannot just go and take matches and light a fire if you do that in the temple you will die so when the when so the fire is something that is Purifies is what accepts the sacrifice of God. So whenever you see the Holy Ghost being referenced with fire, well, it's, it's been, it means that personality is the purifying fire. The sanctifying fire. The one that takes away every impurities from our lives. But it's not fire. Alright? Oh, are you still here? Oh, you put your hand together for the Lord. Are you learning something? good the holy spirit is not an intellect so sorry the holy spirit has intellect will and emotion to prove that he's a person he has intellect he has will and he has what emotions remember the bible says that he will teach you all things john 14 26 said the Spirit of God will teach you it means he has intellect he can reason he can teach you all things all right first Corinthians chapter 12 verse 11 says but all these worketh, that one and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills first Corinthians 12 11 it divides to every man as he wills as he desires is the one that will divide to every man. Oh yeah, you take your own duty. He has a will. He has a will of his own. He has a will of his own. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8 verse 27 says, And he that sat the heart of God knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He maketh intercession. He stands in the gap for the saints. The Holy Spirit has emotions. He has emotions. Ephesians. I love this one in Ephesians. Ephesians says, and grieve not. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Whereby ye are sealed unto the day of re- redemption. Say, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Whereby ye are sealed. Until the day of what? Redemption. So the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has emotions. He has emotions. That's Ephesians chapter 4. He has emotion. Now let me say this to you. When the Bible uses the word grieve not, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Whereby we are sealed. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? The word grieve means sorrowful. It means to make sorrowful. It means to make him unhappy, to be sad. Do you know that most Christians are making the Holy Spirit sad? What is it that makes the Holy Spirit sad, really? It's not until when you lie. One of the things that makes the Holy Spirit sad is that he does not like to see you suffer. So, for instance, you are going out in the morning and he says, Hey, don't go out now. Don't go out now. Stay. Stay. And you just ignore that voice Plum. and you go out and as you step out maybe you have an accident God forbid say God forbid so the person has an accident as the person has that at the moment that accident happens and you are now experiencing the consequence of your disobedience is grieved why because the Holy Spirit is given to you so that you will not suffer in life so you often people think that the Holy Spirit is grieved only because we don't do what that that he tells you to do something and you don't do it and the consequence of that thing then happens is like a mother how many of you read that you know I, I was talking with uh, our admin recently as she was in my office the the son was um, in in her own office and the boy began to cry do you know that actually? I I mean, I was not even hearing the voice of the boy I I was just carried away with what I was saying but I just saw that she started tossing she <laughs> so I realized that she was restless. So I asked, uh, what has happened? What's happening? So, my baby. Even though me, I did not hear it. Even though I was hearing, it, but I was not listening. She, she, in all the sounds in the world, even if there are 10 babies crying here, mothers have the intelligence to pick the one of their own. Now, that's my son. That's my child crying. The Holy Spirit does not want to see you suffer. How many of you have seen that sometimes? You say, and something tells me, oh... Uh, something if I were you what should you say at that moment Holy Spirit I'm sorry apologize Holy Spirit I know you told me about this thing I'm sorry I know you don't want me to suffer I know you want me to be happy that's why you told me I know you want to prevent this in fact when you begin to say that and genuinely repent you will see him show you mercy in that situation because, but the mistake we made, instead of us acknowledging him, we keep calling him something. Can an iPad tell you anything? No. Why, why, why do we always say something? If there is a thing that can be telling you things all the time, the thing should have been telling you everything. It's not something, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I said, it's the Holy Spirit. He's yeah. the one that spoke to you in that still small voice. So don't call him something. What should you say? Holy Spirit. That is how to grow. That is how to grow. But the moment you are able able adding pepper upon the injury, when you are calling him something, if I just say to you, uh, hey, thing, thing, come. You, this thing, come. You, this thing, come. Now, how many of you would like me to refer to you as this thing? Sir, will you like it? You are going, I said. Tch, tch, tch. Even when we do this one, tch, tch, tch. some of us we are angry. Am I not right? I, 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 am I a dog that you are doing? Tch, 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 tch. And some of you sisters, when when some guys want to finish, like, tch, 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 tch. <whistles> even though you wanted to like that brother before, but the way he has called you will make you dislike him, unlike him. Roll like him. If you want to grow in your walk with the Holy Spirit, start acknowledging him. Stop calling him a thing. Call him his name. Holy Spirit, thank you. And when you obey, and you see that he saves you from something, what should you do? Stop there and acknowledge. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is why people complain, I don't know how God speaks to me. I've not been hearing God. Oftentimes, it's because, number one, those who don't hear God, often, it's because when He speaks to them, they don't acknowledge Him as His Holy Spirit. Number two, when He speaks, even when you want to acknowledge Him, they call Him a thing. Number three, why people don't hear God? When He speaks to them and they see the victory, they don't step back to acknowledge and thank Him. They don't thank Him. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that idea. Thank you. You know, sometimes you are looking for something in your house. You have looked and looked all of a sudden. Maybe you look for it for a long time. Then an idea will just go, Why don't you look at this place? Maybe you have looked at that place before. Then you just look and you have found the thing there. Do you know that sometimes the Holy Spirit can go and bring the thing for whatever is lost and just place it there? He can just place it there. And you will just say, Ah, but I thought I've looked at this place before and you just pick it and move. What should you do? Holy Spirit, thank you. Do you know one thing? When you begin to acknowledge him like that, you will begin to see Because you see, the moment you are calling him by his name and acknowledging his work in your life, he knows that this person recognizes me, it will become more visible in your life. That's why you begin to say, I feel the Holy Spirit now. I feel the Holy Spirit now. How do I know? Sometimes you hear me just say something like, "The the Spirit of the Lord says that ceremony is here like about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I was praying, and I just paused, and I said, the, I just made the Holy Spirit said to me that somebody's depressed. Somebody's depressed. And I began to pray. And I began to pray for depression. I didn't know that. It just, it just looked like a flash. Pram. And later on, someone came to me and said, Pastor, that was me. And the person explained everything. Now, how would I have known? Now, me, I now say, eh. <laughs> Pastor, you know, ah, that will be the last time I may hear you. do i need to do thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit what if he's not the one sometimes your flesh speaks to you he's not grieved when you are trying to learn how he speaks to you you can make mistakes with the holy spirit you can make mistake but you see when you make mistake acknowledge you have made mistake he's not there to kill you that's why some of us we are very afraid to say the spirit of the lord said to me so for instance if i want to pray for you i'll say this thing i'm saying to you does it bear witness in your spirit, because I know that yes, maybe it's because of something I've heard about you. Maybe that's why I'm saying um, that thought came. Maybe it's because of what I saw in the movie yesterday. So sometimes you, I can see this. So if the Lord gives me what we call word of knowledge, word of knowledge is that I will have knowledge of what you are going through, or what is happening to your revelation, or what is going on in your life. Without a particular, not all, a particular. That's not not word of all, but a particular thing. Now, when I give it to you, if it's not, if it's, if it's not, say, oh no, it, it does not apply to me. That's not the case. And I said, okay, you have helped me, all right? So know that next time if I hear that particular thing, I need to be more careful. The problem with most of us is that we don't want to make mistakes when we are working, especially when we want to practice hearing the Holy Spirit. We want to always get it right. You will never grow that way. You, he wants you to actually learn by making mistakes sometimes. So, so sometimes it may be your thoughts, not the spirit thoughts. But as you keep acknowledging those things, sometimes writing it down, you will begin to understand. So next time when this one comes, I think it may not be the Holy Spirit. When, when it comes, they say, that's how I give. That's how I give. That's how I'm, I'm, I'm learning to know more and more. And I'm still growing. You too, you need to know how he speaks to you. Some of you, he just speaks to you through some thoughts. And when we get to that teaching on how to understand the leading of the Holy Spirit, I believe that will help you better. But let's move forward. Put your hands together for the Lord. So very quickly, let's look at Eight works of the Holy Spirit in our life. Or works of the Holy Spirit in our life. What does the Holy Spirit do in our lives? Number one, the Holy Spirit represents all that Jesus is to us. He represents all that Jesus is to us. The Holy Spirit represents all that Jesus is to us. He said, John 14 verse 16, And I will ask the Father and He will give you another comforter. The word comforter that I explained to you last week is from the Greek word parakletos. Say with me parakletos. P A R A K L E T O S. Another parakletos. Another that means allows. So it's allows parakletos. Allows parakletos. Let the please attend to ribbon edit on my phone. Um, par- another parakletos. Alright? Another Paracletus, Okay? And what does that mean? Another helper. Another helper. Another strengthener. In other words, whatever Jesus is to you, the Holy Spirit also is to you. So, the Holy Spirit doesn't want you to miss Jesus. Somebody will say, I, will, I will wish uh, um, I, I was alive when Jesus was alive. I would have been so happy. No, you are making a mistake. You are making a mistake. Jesus is here, right? He's, he's with you by the Holy Spirit. So, you are, if you are alive when Jesus was alive, probably two, you too will have rejected him because you don't have the Holy Spirit. You will have probably be part of those who will stone him. He says it's not possible. What happened to those who were there? They were human beings like you, but because they, they, they don't have the Holy Spirit, they did what they were not supposed to do. But there is more advantage for you right now. And that advantage is that Jesus, whatever Jesus was doing in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is doing for you today. If, the Holy, if Jesus did not allow Peter to sink when he doubted and was going down, that means when you are in a troubling situation, the Holy Spirit will not allow you to sink. All you need to do is Holy Spirit, please help me now. So, as you read the Bible, ask yourself, what was it that Jesus was doing for people? He was healing people. That means the Holy Spirit wants to heal you too. That's said, the Holy Spirit is there to heal you. Because Jesus was healing people. He helped people through financial difficulty. When they were in need, he met their needs. That means the Holy Spirit will meet your needs. He's everything that Jesus is to us. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Amen. Say with me, the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. is Jesus to me. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He's all that Jesus is to us. I said he's all that Jesus is to us. Yes. He represents Jesus in our life. So you can never miss Jesus. He said he's still here with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know one of the amazing things? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a What is the best Thing, or what was the best thing that Jesus did for us think about it what is the best thing that Jesus did for you somebody say he died for my sins right is that the best thing no the, Jesus dying for us is not the best thing it's good that he died Better that he rose from the grave, but the best was that he gave us his Holy Spirit. Do you know why? Because you see, we will have only been reading about Jesus in history, not Jesus in the present tense. So we will have only read that, oh, there was a man called Jesus who walked on this world, who died for our sins. We will have only read that, oh, there was a man called Jesus who rose from the grave. We would have only read that God came in the person of Jesus and when He walked on this world, you know, He healed the sick, he, he, he helped people. But now we don't know what to do in our time. So the best thing was not that Jesus died, it was a means to an end. The real best thing is that what He did over 2,000 years ago, He gave us His Holy Spirit to continue His work in our life. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> so that when We get to heaven and we see Peter. We see John, the apostle. We see Matthew. And they are trying to boast that were you there when Jesus was alive? He said, no, I had had a greater experience. Not only did I experience Jesus by the Holy Spirit, I experienced the Holy Spirit even much more than the world can imagine. Hallelujah. That's the best thing. And is there a scripture to that? Even Jesus himself said so. Shall I show you? Should I show you? Do you want to see? That even Jesus said that's the best thing he has done for us. Go with me to John chapter 16, verse 7. John chapter 16, verse 7. I will read from the century version, CEV version. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, You know, King James said, It is to your advantage that I go away. That's how. King James said, John 16, says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient. Give me NKJV. NKJV said, It is your advantage. It's to, it's to your advantage that I go away. That's NKJV. See. It is to your advantage. But let me look, look at how CEV puts it. He said, But I tell you, I am going to do what is best for you. So I am going to do what is best for you. And this is why I am going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to help you until I leave. But after I am gone, I will send the Spirit to you. Hallelujah. That's the best thing. Say, I'm going to do the best thing for you. You know what? When he resurrected, that was still the better thing. All right, But when he sent the Holy Spirit to us, that is the best thing that he ever did for us. Say with me, I love you, Holy Spirit. Say, thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Ghost. Number two, the Holy Spirit convicts of sin. He convicts of sin. John chapter 16, verse 8. And when He is come, it will reprove the world of sin. It will reprove, it will correct the world of sin. What does that mean? It will convict. Some of you, you didn't know that. You, maybe you heard a pastor preach one day. And somehow, that word touched your life. And when they made that altar call, and said, would you like to give your life to Jesus? And he said, yes, today I want to give my life to Jesus. Do you know what just happens to you? That was the Holy Spirit. Because you see, you've been doing that thing. You've been living that wayward life, but you didn't know that you were doing something that was wrong. Until the Spirit of God came to you one day. And through the word of Jesus, he convicted your heart. Some of you used to sleep today. Sunday morning, you used to sleep before. How many of you used to sleep Sunday morning before? Wow, no, let me see your hands. Celebrate the Holy Spirit in your life. You used to sleep Sunday morning before. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Sleep, go around, play ball Sunday morning. Something has changed your life. That is the Holy Spirit that comes. He your heart that Sunday morning is not time to sleep anymore, my son. Sunday morning, give it to me. Lord, that is the Holy Spirit. Put your head together for the Holy Spirit. He convinced the world of sin. The Bible says they say it convicts of righteousness. Three things he convicts of. Sin, righteousness. Righteousness is the one that makes you know that you are a child of God. When you say you are a born again child of God, how do you know you are born again? He's the Holy Spirit that gives you the assurance of salvation. That helps you know that now, hey, my daughter, you are a child of God. So somebody say you are, not, you are a sin and say, no, I'm a child of God. How do you know? Because of the Holy Spirit. He's the one that convicts your heart of righteousness say i am the child of god i have the spirit of god in me that's the holy spirit amen somebody then he convinced the word of judgment how do we know that jesus is coming again the second time he's by the holy spirit he's by the holy spirit he convinced the word of judgment people some people don't believe in hell they don't believe in heaven you see when you see somebody who say i believe in hell i believe in heaven it's because the holy spirit has convicted the person put your hands together for the holy ghost Number three: how many points do you have right now of the works of the Holy Spirit? Two? Number three: He reveals Jesus to us. The Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to us. He reveals Jesus to us. Oh, I want more of you. The more I know you is the more I want to know you, Jesus. More of you. The Holy Spirit comes to reveal Jesus to us. All right. Verse 26 of John chapter 15 says, But when the Comforter, John 15, 26, but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. He, said, he shall testify of me. He will talk to you about me. He will talk to you about me. The Holy Spirit will talk to you about me. He will reveal Jesus to you. And of you receive see the way we talk about Jesus as though we have seen him before. Don't you realize that when we talk about Jesus, it's like we have seen him before. It's because the Holy Spirit is the one revealing Jesus to our heart. You see, when you see us talk about Jesus, how he died, how he rose from the grave, someone that the Holy Spirit has not walked in cannot say all that. Somebody will even say that Jesus is not the Son of God, but say, no, he is the Son of God. How do we know? It's because when the Spirit of God is at work in your life, he makes Jesus real to you. He makes Jesus real to you. Hallelujah. Say with me. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Number four, it teaches us all things. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things. It teaches us all things. I'm talking about the eight works of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It teaches us all things. John chapter 14 verse 26 says, When the, Spirit, when the Converter is come, it will teach you all things. Now, you are struggling in school. You can ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. You are, you are struggling in your relationship. Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, teach me how to build a better marriage. You, are, you know, instead of saying, this is how my father used to do it. This is how my mother used to treat my father. This is how I, he says, some of us, if by the time you marry, you will, you will find yourself, you know, one guy said the other time, if I marry and my wife is so rude, I will beat her. I will beat her. I'm going to beat her. I will beat her to submission. And this was a pastor key. The pastor's son. So the friend asked him, but why would you do that? He of course. My mother is so respectful. And I know that it's because of the way my father used to beat her. That was his conclusion. So you see, now already, before he married, there's an idea that has been stuck into his mind. That if you want a woman to respect you, if you want a woman to be submissive in marriage, what is the key? Beating. Beating. So some of us, we are playing out the script we've seen from our parents. But you see, when you are born again, Bible says, he that is born of the flesh is flesh. And he that is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. When you are born of the spirit of God, you can say, Holy Spirit, I knew I grew up in a marriage where I see my parents always quarrel. I grew up in a home where my daddy is always beating my mommy or my mommy is always beating my daddy or sitting on top of my daddy and harassing him. But I don't want this kind of marriage. Holy Spirit, please, teach me how to build a great marriage. You will see, we'll teach you. Because once you acknowledge him as a teacher, it's going to help you. You are struggling in one area of your life. You don't know how to stop pornography. You are always, you have every, any small thing. You know now, pornography pops up on your phone. You are, you are so addicted to it. You you say you want to stop, you cannot stop. Why don't you Holy Spirit? Please teach me by your wisdom how to overcome pornography. Anytime I said I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to watch pornography again. I find myself going to read, doing the same thing. Holy Ghost, I acknowledge that I can't do it alone. Please come and teach me, help me to stop this pornographic addiction. When you acknowledge him, he will help you. You don't know how to stop that bad habit. All you need is to acknowledge his wisdom. Most of us don't ask him to help us. That is why Jesus said, I will give you another helper. I will give you another what? Helper. Anytime you are struggling in any area of your life, you need the ministry of the helper. If you can do it all alone, why would Jesus say you need help? So it means that there are areas, there are things you will say you want to stop. You cannot stop. You heard the testimony of that brother. He said, even though he became born again, but well, he said that he was still addicted to drugs. And if you have been addicted to drugs, you know that you know once it's enters your bloodstream to stop it, you know it's very hard. Anytime you are struggling to stop something, you cannot stop. It is time you engage the ministry of the Helper, Holy Spirit. Please teach me how to overcome this. Teach me how to what overcome, and He will teach you. Say with me, Holy Spirit, come and teach me today. So from today, will you ask him to teach you? Will you ask him to teach you? Hallelujah. Well, let me give you one more point. We can't finish today. We'll continue. I know by the time the Lady P. Andrews this subject on Tuesday again, she's so going to break it all down the more for us. But I'm going to stop here with the final point. The Holy Spirit shows you things to come. The Holy Spirit shows you things to come. John chapter sixteen verse thirteen. John chapter sixteen verse thirteen. How be it when he, the Spirit of Truth, is come? He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Do you see that he's a person? He speaks. And he will show you things to come. I love this part. He will show you things to come. As a young man, when I was actively in the stock market, Nigerian stock market, I remember several morning, I listened to stock news. But when it's time to make investments, I was just there praying, Holy Spirit, which stock should I buy? I may be there day one. I may be there day two. But as I begin to pray, Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, it will show me the stock to buy. I'll share with you how I bought Ashaka cement stock. Alright? Ashaka cement was going, I think it was Benway cement those days. Alright? And I didn't know what was going to happen. The stock was so low. No stockbroker called me to tell me. But by the Holy Spirit, I just... I was just listening to news and I heard something and the Holy Spirit told me, go and buy this stock tomorrow. So I went to this, I called my stock broker. I bought it about three naira then. Then some weeks or months later, then the merger was announced that Benway Cements, I think was going to merge with Ashaka Cement. I think all of them have merged into Elephant Cement today. And do you know what happens? Now, if... Ashaka cement was 15 naira. At that time, Benue cement was 3 naira. When that news came, it means that share of Ashaka cement that you bought at 3 naira automatically have risen to 15 naira. And it will not stop there. Then what happened is that that stock began to rise because now they are now a stronger company. So in less than two months, I, I can't remember how many, how many stock I bought then. But here was I smiling because my three nether has become almost 20-something naira, or 30-something naira. That can only be the Holy Ghost. For those of us who had, who had no knowledge, much knowledge of, 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 of stock market. I remember another one that told me, AP, African Petroleum Stock. I remember praying again as a young man. And he came again and said, buy African Petroleum Stock. Then, months later, I think 10 then said it's going to merge by African cement. Now it's now called Forte Oil. Forte Oil. Go and check what happened. That stock rose from about 30 something to over 100 and something naira. Like now I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit can show you things to come in every aspect of your life. I remember my wife telling me, before we ever met, those of you who are going to marry, Don't wait until you are confused about three sisters or three brothers. Stop praying now. You may be in secondary school. You can pray about your married life. Holy Spirit, I don't want to marry. Show me the person I'm going to marry. Help me to know the right person to marry my life. Because you see, there is nothing that can be compared to hell on earth sometimes than a bad marriage. And my wife said one day, she was praying. She was praying and fasting or something like that. Then she just saw a guy. On a dunk eel, picking things on a dunk eel, picking things on a dung eel, and while she was praying, the Lord witnessed the Holy Spirit witness to her heart. Am I right? That, pardon, you were sleeping, so you had a dream, good, and you had an impression that that was, that was your husband, right? That that's your husband, said, huh? My husband is this guy that is on the dunghill picking things. So, you said he began to pray, right? Oh, she began to pray. Oh, Lord, this guy must be great. He began to pray. You see, where were you? Secondary school? Secondary school. We did not meet until maybe like how many years, 10 years later or something like that. But the Holy Spirit showed 10 years there. And of the truth, that period of my life, I, was, I used to go to the dung hill to pick things. Because when you go to the dongill, you get shoes, you get sandals, you get the, just like the, some of these guys you see, scavengers. That was what I was doing. I was picking things. In fact, the shoe that I was wearing to church then, I picked it from the dungu. So, it, you see, it was a period of my life I was going through major crisis. We have never met. We don't know one another. But the only Ghost showed our things to come. And she began to intercede. The Holy Spirit, that's why Jesus said, is your advantage if I go away. He gives you an advantage in life. He gives you an advantage in life. So you see, if you see that you are going through frustration, don't check the enemy first. Check your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because you see, it will bring you out of every frustration.
1: It will bring you out of frustration
0: it will show you things to come. I want to pray to you for you today. That is time. You take your relationship with the Holy Spirit seriously. He is a person. You hear that he has a voice. He has a hear. He has intelligence. So you can talk to him as a friend. You wake up in the morning. What should you say? Like Benny Hinn said, acknowledge and say good morning Holy Spirit. Today is another day. I want you to cultivate that. You know, one of the books you can read about the Holy Spirit is a book by Benny Hinn titled Good Morning, Holy Spirit. He's a bestseller. Good Morning, Holy Spirit. You know, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should say is Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for another day. I love you, Holy Spirit. Here we go again. Do you know what happens? When you acknowledge him by saying good morning, you acknowledge that he is a person and he's going to give you an advantage in all the affairs of life. He's your defender. He's your strength now. So as your day is going, when anything wants to happen, what do you think will happen to you? You, you can say, Holy Spirit, what should I do right now? Why? Because you acknowledge him in the morning. You acknowledge that he's there. Sometimes, do you know what I do? In the afternoon when things are so tough, I just take out time. I take out time, and uh, uh, in the afternoon, I can just take out 10 minutes. I just pray in tongues in my office. 10 minutes is all I need, and I go back to work. I tell you, my brain is as clear as something else. You know, I know what to do. You know, in the afternoon, again, the problem with most of us is that when we say good morning, we don't say good night. When we say good morning, we don't say good afternoon. So you only keep him in your house after you have prayed. But he said, when you finish praying, he's there with you. Look at what happened during the week. The BRT uh, accident that happened at the, at the PWID. All right. Do you think those people would have known? But I submit to you that there would have been those who were supposed to be there who were not there. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Maybe some of them slept off. Recently, a man was telling me that every morning he used to go with his sister to go and, to go and buy products All right, to go and buy products. But you see, the day he was going to have an accident, for whatever reason, that day he wanted to wake the sister up, but the girl was just too sleepy, so he became angry, he went alone. That was how God saved that girl. It could have been two, but God delivered them. It could have been a major tragedy for that family, but for the Holy Spirit. When will you start depending on him? This is a new week. Don't you think you can begin your week And I, Holy Spirit, what is going to happen this week? Show me what are the things I need to make a judgment. And you say, you see, on Thursday. You may not start with that. But you see, it can tell you what will happen on Thursday. If one day I was confused about somebody in church, the person was misbehaving. So I asked the Holy Spirit, please, Holy Spirit, tell me something about this person. So I went to go and sleep. And of the truth, I dreamt about the person. And I saw something about the person. So he gave me confidence that, okay, this misbehavior is just a season. This person will come out of it. Because I wanted to know how to handle that situation at that time. So I had Holy Spirit, please show me something. I want you to have confidence that he's a person. is there for you. Don't doubt his presence. Don't doubt his person. Talk to him as a friend. And he will make a way for you. Stand to your feet, put your hands together for the Lord this morning. Chorus I need you to give me that song again. The one you played, you sang in the morning. Uh, I just want to say, Father, I thank you for your spirit that is at work in my life. Guys, I want you to sing that song in the background for me. Say, so Thank you for your spirit that is at work in my life. Everybody, just go ahead and just thank the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit that is at work in my life. I acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. I celebrate you in my life, precious Holy Spirit. Those of you who are online, acknowledge the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you today. I thank you for your sweet presence. In Jesus' name. While they are singing that song in the background, one area I want you to fully repent today is in the area that we have been grieving Him. If you are part of those who have been calling Him thing, that thing, that thing, I want you to repent. Say, Holy Spirit, you are not a thing in my life. In any way, I've called you a thing. I repent. You are a person. I acknowledge you as a person in my life number two where we grieve him is this when was the last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus do you know explicitly He said it in Luke chapter 15 that ever rejoices over a soul that repents do you know that any time you go and tell somebody hey brother do you know Jesus loves you do you know he cares do you know what you are doing at that moment are bringing joy to the holy spirit how many of you realize that whenever we want to preach to somebody our heart begins to become afraid do you realize that it is very difficult that's the spirit of the devil because he knows that witnessing makes him happy he's happy and it about said that there is joy in heaven over every soul that repents the reason why, maybe when he tells you to witness in that bus, say, hey, I don't know how to preach, oh, I don't know how to preach, I don't know what to say, is because the devil knows that whenever you preach, when you tell somebody about Jesus, you are making the Holy Ghost happy. You are making him excited. A church that is not witnessing is a church that is grieving the Holy Ghost. We grieve him because he does not want people to die. He wants people to know Jesus. So two things. You are repenting in every way I've not acknowledged you in my life. I've not acknowledged your victories. I've not acknowledged your works. I repent and I'm asking you forgive me Holy Spirit. In any way I have not been witnessing to others. My colleagues at work. I've not been telling the world about Jesus. And because of me people have been dying and going to hell. I am sorry, Holy Spirit. I don't care what my feeling is going to feel like anymore. I don't care what I may think. I commit myself to telling people about you. I commit myself to acknowledging you. Right now, I want to just go before the Lord and make your relationship with the Holy Spirit right. Come on. Talk to him right now. He's our helper. He's the one that gives us advantage in life. He's the one that comforts us. Our... We repent in every way we have grieved you Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit we repent in every way we have grieved you, in any way we have made you sad, in any way we have made you sorrowful, by disobeying your voice, by not fulfilling your mandate from a life by not talking to people about Jesus, we repent Holy Ghost, we repent precious Holy Spirit, Will repent precious Holy
1: Spirit. Hey. Somebody
0: say, I love you, Holy Ghost. Now I begin to love the Spirit of God. I'm not in your life. I have not in my life, Holy Spirit. You
1: are my helper. You are my strength. I will obey your voice.
0: I will acknowledge you, I will do what you want me to do, I will say what you want me to say, I will with my soul's Holy Ghost, I will win my soul's Holy Spirit, I love you
1: Holy Spirit. Come on, Come, Holy Spirit, again, Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Again.
0: You are welcome again in my life, you are welcome. In our I'm Worship the Spirit of the Lord. He's touching me alive. Say, Holy Spirit, I worship you. I worship you, Holy Spirit. I reverence you, Holy Spirit. Spirit of the Lord, I celebrate you. I celebrate you. I hear the word help. The Holy Spirit is helping somebody today. I don't know the difficult season of your life you are going through, but I hear the word help. As you worship the Holy Ghost, as you worship the Spirit of the Lord, He's helping you right now. Receive the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Receive the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen receive the help of the Holy Spirit. Why don't you say, Holy Spirit, please come help me. I welcome your help. I don't know whatever situation you want him, just receive his help, welcome his help. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. His help is yours today. His help is yours today in Jesus name was now before we close maybe somebody invited you to church maybe you are joining online for the very first time or you are here in person or you've been coming to church but you know that you have been living in sin you have not accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior Bible says the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin He convicts us of sin I'm sure as you are here right now, something is telling you, hey, Chinedu is you that needs to give your life to Christ. You need to stop living this wayward life. You need to give Jesus a place in your life. Maybe he's saying to you, it's time to make things right. I'm sure he's talking to you right now. Why don't you obey him by giving your life to Jesus? Because he doesn't want you to die and go to hell. He doesn't want you to go to hell. He wants to make things right with your life. So, wherever you are right now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say, Jesus, come into my life, just place your right hand on your chest. I want to pray for you. God bless you. he's the Holy Spirit that is convicting you right now. He loves you. He loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. And I want you to know that responding to the Holy Spirit is the greatest decision. As it's ministering to you that, hey, you are not sure you are born again obey him by giving him a space in your life place your hand on your chest and say this was a dear Lord Jesus I acknowledge that I am a sinner I repent from my sinful ways thank you Holy Spirit for convicting me of my sins and the need for my salvation today Lord Jesus, Jesus, I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. I believe with all my heart that you died for my sins. That you were buried and you rose from the grave. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life today. Please come into my life and be my Lord and my personal savior wash away all my sins sins. with your precious blood
1: blood.
0: thank you Lord Jesus
1: Jesus.
0: for writing my name
1: name. in
0: the book of life thank you Lord Jesus Jesus. Jesus. for washing washing. blotting out out all my sins sins. I declare I am born again born 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 of the spirit of God I'm a child of God, all things have passed away, all things have become new, thank you Holy Spirit, in Jesus name.